Hey, everybody, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for December 7th, 2020. Equity Monday is your weekly startups, tech, markets, and venture capital primer. And I'm sorry to say, but we are in that awful gap between when COVID vaccines start to roll out and when new cases of the disease and its resulting deaths are rising and setting new global records. So it's a pretty yucky time to be, you know, doing stuff. But the UK is about to, quote, gear up to start giving the first doses of a vaccine less than a week after it became the first Western nation to approve a COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to CNN this morning. I just wanted to highlight that because I wanted to start off with a little bit of hope. All right, looking around, American stocks are mixed this morning after reaching, you know, record-ish levels last Friday, despite pretty lackluster end-of-week employment data. And there is so much to talk about in our world of startups and private money. We got to just jump right in. Now, the biggest story from the weekend that I could see, at least, is that after waiting forever, public investors are willing to pay up for Airbnb. Airbnb, of course, is still private, still a unicorn, still trying to get public before the end of the year. And according to a number of outlets this morning, the well-known American home sharing startup is going to price between $56 and $60 a share, up from $44 to $50. Bucks. That was its first IPO range. It's gone up entirely. Now, on a non-diluted basis, according to my math this morning, Airbnb will be worth up to $36 billion at the top end of its new range. Now, on a fully diluted basis, which includes more shares that it may have been, I don't know, vested but not exercised, Airbnb could be worth as much as $41.8 billion, according to CNBC's math. That's a lot of money. Keep in mind, I think Airbnb raised at like an $18 billion valuation in the middle of the pandemic, kind of the first cycle of the pandemic, I should say. So that's a dramatic return to form. I mean, Airbnb had to lay off staff, take on that expensive capital. I mean, this new IPO valuation is going to be a coup. And, you know, frankly, the company is going to be recapitalized like never before. It's going to raise more than $3 billion in this debut, though, of course, that final number is still being determined. So it's going to have plenty of cash to get its business back where it wants it when the world returns to a time when it's more safe to travel. Now, moving on, uh, my old friend, former TechCruncher and original co-host of this very show, Katie Roof, got her hands on Sequoia's fund returns over at Bloomberg, along with her colleague, Sarah McBride. Yeah, the short version of the news item is that Sequoia makes money. Its 2003 fund will return 8x net of fees. Its 2006 fund and 2010 funds are set to return about 11x net of fees. I mean, the stock market's done really well since then, but gosh darn, I am impressed. Feel free to leak us your fund returns at equitypod at techrich.com if you are brave and want us to talk about you on the show. Now we're going to turn to funding rounds. Listen, there has yet to be a real pause in the amount of activity we're seeing from VCs and startups. So expect us to stay full of news items for this section of the show for the rest of the year. And really in honor of how many rounds there are to talk about, so long as Chris is willing to edit the show, I will keep these Mondays going until 2020 is over. We're just going to have to keep going. Okay, so the funds that I think matter the most uh, that I read about this morning, Sourcegraph raised a $50 million Series C. Sophia Kunthara over at Crunchbase News covered it. So what does Sourcegraph do? Well, universal code search, which makes intuitive sense to me, given that we're writing more and more code as a species. So you, th you, know, you think that the TAM for this goes up over time, right? Sourcegraph also, and this is why it really kind of caught my attention, raised 23 million in March and another 5 million in July. So the 23 million uh, Series B, I suppose, seems normal. The $5 million add-on in July seems to look like one of those acceleration rounds we heard a lot about over the summer when startups that were growing unexpectedly took on a bit more capital to do more. And then to have it raise 50 million now, you know, just implies so much growth at the company. 
Uh, and get this, Kraft led the March round, Felicis led the uh, $5 million you know, infusion, and then Sequoia led the latest round. So my read is that you know, Sourcegraph must just be exploding right now in terms of growth. Uh, one to keep an eye on if you haven't checked them out yet. And next up is Luco, which is L-U-K-O. Luco is French. We don't talk about enough French companies on the show, so what's up everyone in France? Luco has raised a $60 million series B. What does it do? Well, it sells insurance products for both homeowners and renters, which should sound a little bit familiar to you as a product. And uh, so why the huge round? Well, the French company has grown from about 15,000 customers to 100,000 in the last year. Of course, it's raising this, this new round in light of an enormous amount of activity for neo-insurance insurtech companies. As I've said, ad nauseum on the show and on the site, Lemonade and Root have gone public here in the U.S., MetroMile is on its way to doing that via a SPAC. And of course, Hippo, another American neo-insurance insurtech startup, has raised a half billion dollars this year across two rounds. So there's a lot of money going into companies like Luco. So it's not a shock to see EQT Ventures, Excel, Founders Fund, and Speed Invest, all one word, lowercase i, pour more capital into Luco. Uh, I would love to see its numbers. Would love to. Now, uh, there's just a lot of other stuff to talk about. Highland Europe, a tech growth fund, has closed its fourth fund, raising 700 million euro, which is about $850 million as of this morning. Uh, that seemed like a big enough chunk of money to highlight for the founders in Europe that are tuned in. Oh, right. And on precisely nothing more than anecdata, data, uh, it feels like Europe's startup scene has been rather active lately. I'm really excited to see Q4 data uh, and see if that bears out or I'm just misreading the signals. Uh, but it feels that way from my chair, at least. And uh, speaking of Europe, Wonder, which TechCrunch reports has, quote, built a platform for people to come together in video-based groups to meet up, network, and collaborate while also having a bird's eye view of a larger space where they can more serendipitously meet, has raised $11 million. That was led once again by EQT Ventures with Blue Yard Capital also taking part. And that company, I believe, is based in Berlin, which is a really cool thing. Again, Europe, active, things going on. Oh, and also our own Natasha Moscarenas, of course, has written about the virtual HQ concept. So that appears to have actual legs, which confused me, but uh, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. So there you go. And I helped write a piece uh, on why TechCrunch still covers early stage rounds with Danny and, and Natasha, which is up on uh, Extra Crunch. If that's your sort of thing, you can check that out uh, now, I think. All right, now we're a little short on time because there was a lot to talk about up above. So I'm just going to say that we are about to race through a host of IPOs as this year ends. We're going to kick off 2021 with a vaccine dribbling out around the world. Earnings season is just around the corner, and there's going to be a changeover in the American political administration. It's just going to be a really busy start to the year. So if you're tired, get some rest before the year ends. Our little world of upstart growth companies and their returns-focused backers is not going to slow down for a holiday break, it appears. I mean, guys, I've got three funny rounds to talk about this week alone that I've yet to write. It's mid-December, essentially. That's crazy. So no rest for the weary, no rest for the wicked, but we will keep an eye on all the news until it eventually slows down. But you can chill for a minute if you want to. You don't have to stay on Twitter at all hours. But if you refuse to log off and you are just posting through it, you can, of course, follow the show at EquityPod on Twitter or myself on Twitter, where I go by at Alex, of course, if that is your jam. All right, that is all from the Equity team for this Monday morning. Catch us all Thursday afternoon, unless we need big breaks in the meantime, in which case we'll see you early. But please, please, please try to take a break if you can. It has been such a year. Okay, bye.